1: Here we
0: go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Fly like, Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow!
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Uh, May I first you. say congratulations oh, to Andy Dawson, because the uh, Black Cats, I would uh, say they're, you're back uh, where you belong, but uh, you're not
0: yet! <coughs> no, no, we're quite happy to belong in the Championship, mate, mm. that's what we were saying the other night, that's what we're back where we belong in the second tier of fucking... Mm. English football we'll take that for now like me son um, I'm, I'm like saying you know this is the kind of we've got the right manager now we've got a manager who knows mm. what he's doing and he's, he's operated in the Premier League at one point he's operated in the Championship and he did well with Preston with very little money he could theoretically get that momentum that you get when you get promoted Yeah. and then I was having a bit of a tilt maybe at the playoffs in the Championship next season because mm. I think the way the fans have been over the last Week or so, and the crowds we've had in League One, we could be looking at thirty, thirty-eight thousand, maybe forty thousand yeah. in the Championship. Definitely. And Emmy's son says, "No, no, we just need to fucking stabilise. We need to avoid relegation." Oh fuck yeah. that!
1: Fuck that. No, I mean it, it's not uncommon at all for the team that comes up from League One to straight away make a play for promotion to the Premier really? League because of, like you say, because of momentum. Um, no, a
0: strong force. and yeah.
1: Sunderland have got as good a chance as any but the only problem is is that at this stage I sort of feel that like I just feel that you, you as my main I've got a few weirdly I know a few different Sunderland fans but like you're my main ambassador on Planet right. Sunderland mm. and I think <laughs> yeah Sunderland don't want to be in the Premier League doesn't quite suit their vibe do you know what but I mean? Whether, like you you hate the Premier yeah, League. I,
0: I hate the Premier League and I've said before I'd love to see at some point a team win the championship and then deny their golden ticket to the Premier League and you say no mm. thanks we're all right we'll stay here and win this again next year because it's yeah. more fun. Yeah. Well uh, obviously that's never going to happen because I'm a ludicrous individual. Um, Mm. no team's ever going to turn down the fact to to bring in all the money the Premier League brings but you know there's a lot to be the championship (laughs) you know the way
1: Liverpool reckon they're sort of socialists don't they do you think if you ask their fans their legion of loyal supporters they'd say I mean really Liverpool if they were to sort of walk walk it the way they all talk it they should be begging to be put in the championship away from all of the dirty money yeah, you know, the sports or, washing, yeah. the elitism, the they, they pull the be ladder up the, culture of the Premier yeah, League.
0: Should be, they should be begging for all of that Premier League money to be distributed equally among all the teams. Mm. Yeah, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe for the players to be drawn from some kind of draft. Fairly, yeah. like they're doing. What's the, interesting the is the though they all
1: wear those shirts that have been made in sweatshops by tiny Indian <laughs> children in, in a state of poverty, don't they? <laughs> ah, this club, <laughs> this club, ever oh, since God. the days of Bill Shankly, there's a certain spirit, a socialist spirit. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I will pay 50 quid for a shirt <laughs> that has been made by the tiny hands of a starving Indian child, a
0: tiny, trembling hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not just pick on Liverpool though Because they are, of course, part of that um, European Super League breakaway scab hmm. club uh, group um, But, I mean, that's that's football for you That's the Premier League The Premier League is a disgusting endeavour It uh, can't be denied Football but, is uh, uh, fo- football, football is Specifically the Premier League Yeah
1: I but, saw um, a Q&A with, um, with uh, I mean, it was old But I was looking at on online Uh, And it was someone doing quick-fire questions with Noel Gallagher. And the final question was, it was either or, that was it. Mm. And it was football or music. And he had to really, really, he was like, oh, it's the hardest question I've ever been asked. (laughs) And then in the end, he went music. And I thought, that's not a fucking hard question at all. (laughs) My love of football is a curse. Yeah, you know, there is not. There's nothing bad about music. That is like a privilege. Music it's a joy.
0: It's only
1: yeah, yeah. Who said that? One good thing about yeah, Bob Marley. Probably when it, when it hits you, you feel no pain, right? Did he? And he, the, uh, yeah. One good thing about music when it hits you, you feel no pain. That was one of his lyrics, wasn't it? Um, he knew what he was on about. That fella.
0: Yeah.
1: Have you ever seen the Bob Marley film? The documentary. I
0: no, Fucking so. hell,
1: mate. That is one of the best documentaries you can ever see. Really? Some of the interviews in it. You know, Bunny Whaler and Lee Scratch Pro. I mean, there's, it's got its fair share of eccentrics. Um, <laughs> Chemically it's got some- altered
0: eccentrics. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's fucking... Oh, and also, before we get back on Sunday, that's reminded me, uh, yesterday I listened to a podcast that I've heard loads about, but I've never tuned in, tuned into, which is called The Rock On Tours, which is Gary Kemp's podcast, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. him and his mate, who's called Guy Pratt, who mm. I think's been in numerous bands, he's like sort of a well-connected band on the music scene, and they just interview other musicians, which sounds as if it could be wanky, but... It's kind of good because they get these huge... I mean, they've had huge names on it. Absolutely right. massive names, right? Ev- fucking everyone. I think pretty much Paul McCartney's the only one you would think that they haven't... Do you know what I mean? They haven't right. managed yeah. to get, but they will at some point. Um. So they had every name in rock. I thought, what one should I listen to on my car ride? <laughs> Obviously, I could have chosen anyone because they're like, you know, you name it, they're there. Obviously, I chose Simon LeBon.
0: Oh, right? nice one! Yeah, I mean,
1: <laughs> who else was I going to fucking choose? And I wasn't disappointed. It was superb.
0: Because I I, uh, we've, we've talked about Gary Kemp before, and I think we mentioned this podcast, but before we didn't yeah. even listen to him, But Gary Kemp is, uh, let's say, not short of self-regard mm. and and pretension. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. But um, no, no,
1: yeah. But but Simon LeBon is not really pretentious at all. Did you see a video recently? Simon the Bond got up at a wedding, pissed and sung Hungry oh, Like the Wolf. <laughs> excellent.
0: Excellent.
1: Look that up. It's just like, as if my regard for Simon the Bond couldn't be any higher. You then see him pissed up, get up on the fucking microphone and just sing. Um, he gets the band to play. There's yeah. some wedding band there. Yeah, you know, it's a, you cunts? And it, he sings the whole of it.
0: This is, this is why the best interviews with celebrities are always the ones who are older. Who have mm. gone through it all, and they've got they've they've passed the stage where they worry too much about their image yeah. and what people think about them, and they've kind of come through the other side, and they're just mm. like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll Look. say what I want about anything."
1: Yeah, and yeah. So
0: it's kind of into that. I was talking about simple minds with you recently about Jim Kerr and Charlie Burchill being. G- Jim Kerr's clear, has been man, on it. I'm going to listen to that has one he? next. Oh, that'll be yeah. good. yeah Yeah but anyway um, but bon he goes, talks, there's
1: loads of good Simon LeBon stories stories I'll just tell you one which is in keeping with what you just said like I, I don't really care because they talk loads about the, the beginning part of all of these interviews is you know what were your influences when you were a kid and they talk about and obviously he goes on loads about Bowie because he was a kid in the 70s and he's like yeah Bowie this Bowie that Bowie was amazing <laughs> Bowie's God blah 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 I'm there thinking I'm oh, not this fucking Bowie stuff again. I'm getting sick of it yeah Jesus Christ! All right, I get it, right? Yeah. And um I'm <laughs> there none thinking, these, yeah. None
0: of these cunts are the Gary Glitter.
1: <laughs> I'm there thinking, yeah. Bowie was all right, but he was <laughs> no Simon Le Bon. <laughs> you want to get your fucking head screwed on, mate? You were better than him, anyway. <laughs> Le Bon goes, yeah. They go, did you meet him? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew him really. I got to know him really well. And they go, Oh I'll come? He goes, well, we toured with him. We toured with him in the 80s. In the late 80s, it was supposed to be shared headlining. Wow. And I go, was it an amazing experience? He goes, nah, not really. And he goes, yeah. oh, he goes it was really annoying. And he goes, oh, he goes, well, it was supposed to be shared headline, but it very quickly became apparent that it was <laughs> Bowie who was the headliner. I mean, fair <laughs> enough. He's bigger than us, although we were, like, pretty much the biggest band in the world. But fair enough, it's Bowie. But he just didn't hold back. He's like, I love Bowie. I was in awe of him. I think he's a god. But I have to say, when we toured with him, he was a bit of a wanker, right? That was, <laughs> that's more... He doesn't phrase it exactly like that, but he's just like... And he just doesn't care, cause he's sort of like, that can be true. I mean, I've I met that. plenty of heroes who have been wankers when I've met yeah. them. But it doesn't mean they stop being a hero. I mean, it does mean yeah. a little bit you're like... I mean, i told you about the radio show I used to listen to and then had to stop after the host was rude to me. Yes. <laughs> Although I wouldn't say that bloke was ever a, a true hero of mine. But no. anyway... And, he, he,
0: and he's kind of been regarded as a wanker for a long time as well. Yeah, he has, yeah. I mean, you had,
1: you'd, I mean, to be fair, you had warned me many times. You went, Sam, <laughs> this is going to end badly for you. I know you like the music this guy plays, but I'm telling you, he's a wanker. Don't be like like that, Andy, he's a nice guy. And you're like, oh, don't say I didn't warn you. And then one day I'm like, Andy, that man was a wanker to me. And (laughs) you're like, well, I told you, mate. I did. I tried to tell you. (laughs) Anyway, this bit, he goes, we were on tour. He goes, and one night we were out and we went for dinner. He went, and Bowie was really pissed, which I was surprised by because I thought Bowie got totally sober yeah, in like, was the sober early eighties.
0: Like, yeah, Must
1: but maybe he maybe there was maybe he gave up <laughs> drugs, but not yeah, booze.
0: He's, he's like, yeah, I've given up drugs. Piss doesn't count. I'll yeah, still get maybe pissed. he was one of those. I'm yeah, pissed all so the or, time.
1: or maybe he was going for a bit of a relapse on booze, but yeah, he, he basically goes, he was really pissed. He said, and we were we were all there, like. Duran Duran, Bowie, and all Bowie's people, and we're all sitting around this table. And Bowie's sitting next to me, and he's really pissed. And he's so pissed that he's dropped his red wine in my pasta, right? And I've gone, bloody hell, Bowie. <laughs> Like, obviously, I was pissed off. I mean, uh, yeah, it is David Bowie. He's my hero. But you're going to be pissed off if someone drops a whole glass of wine in your pasta. Right? And he's so pissed, he's gone to me, oh, all right, then. Do you want to make a fight out of it? Right? And I've gone, what? And he goes, and at the time, he was really into boxing. He got ah, really, really into boxing. he pissed got boxing. He's going, come on, let's go outside and we'll straighten it out. We'll have a boxing fight. <laughs> <laughs> in fight. And fucking and LeBon's gone No, you're alright. Like,
0: <laughs> some like
1: imagine if it had fucking happened.
0: <laughs>
1: LeBon fighting Bowie outside <laughs> some restaurant somewhere
0: in America. Oh god. Fucking madness. With, it's up there with Roy King versus Schmeichel.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that would have been a good fight because Bowie probably was, you know, fairly handy, but yeah. then again, I don't know, LeBon's a unit, isn't he?
0: he's a unit yeah it's, it's a different differential in wits boy would have been uh, nippy tidy but More also p- pissed though that's the problem yeah so exactly whereas if LeBon was been... quite
1: sober yeah. he would have just do you know what he would have done he would have just jabbed him he would, he would have just used his jab for the whole <laughs> 12 rounds and at the end he would have won it on points no problem <laughs> he could he'd have just stave him off uh, keep, ro- him back. Yeah, just keep him back yeah keep him back I don't oh, want to fight. do too much damage to him because he's David Bowie's my hero. But at the same yeah. time, I want to win the fight. I don't want to get beaten up here. So it all I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going to pour him away. I'm going to jab him away, keep him at arm's yeah. length, and I'll just work I'll work his eye. I know his bad eye, not the green one, the brown one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one, right? So I'm going to work that and then get a, work a little cut, and then in the end, that'll be it. <laughs> it that- have in his corner, giving him the stitches... Iman uh, and fucking Brian Eno.
0: The thing is, though, if he hit the bad eye, he could have set it right again, because I think it was Danny Baker that said the eye was like a fruit machine, and the first time mm. it was punched, it whirred round and round mm. and round until it landed on mm. a different colour. <laughs> so <laughs> so LeBon could have set him straight. But that's his trademark, though, isn't it, the eye?
1: You know my brother Dom's got that, two different colour eyes. Yeah, oh. you know why? This is what my mum says. I go, how come he's got different eyes? She went, he put his toe in his eye in the womb and that's just what she's always how she, said
0: how she know that
1: but then I'm like it took me years to sort of one day go hang about what? and Tom just accepts it as red as well like if anyone asks him he goes oh yeah I'll, put, I, I'll kick myself in the face put the my womb. toe in my eye in the womb <laughs> and everyone goes oh right and then I just said one day to him fucking hell how, how could she possibly know that that's What's bollocks mate
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell oh god anyway so, so a good podcast then yeah uh,
1: yeah I mean they're, they're a bit Gary Kemp's quite an interesting interviewer actually the other bloke's a bit wearing because he keeps making naff dad jokes and then laughing his head off at them right. fucking hell uh, that's a bit pot kettle coming from me but, um, <laughs> but he's like he's, he gets in the way a little bit and often the, the, the musicians don't seem to know who he is and seem to find him an irritant oh,
0: but right. anyway okay.
1: that's a bit harsh he seems like a nice enough guy but, yeah, the 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 Bonne one is super, superb. And, yeah, fucking everyone's on it. You're almost yeah, spoiled for choice. Lesson. Yeah. You're spoiled yeah. for choice. Um, but, yeah, I right, might I go mean, Jim Kearnick because before, he's, he's funny.
0: Right. Like Spando Ballet is one of them groups So I love the story of more than I love the music because mm. they went through so much together and then they split up and fell apart and fell out with each other and you've got the two Kemps mm. in court against the rest of them. And Gary Kemp, you know as I said, Gary Kemp is not... Um, he's not shy of, of of puffing up his own abilities do you know what I mean which no I like.
1: but he doesn't come across like that too much on this not I mean he doesn't really have an opportunity to do it too much however there is one episode which I think I will listen to where the guest is Martin Kemp
0: oh that'll be good i wanted to did you see the the, you know, the thing they did a couple of years ago the one off they did the Kemp's
1: yeah but that was like a parody of the yeah, Ross was the thing wasn't it was, it? it
0: was tongue in cheek wasn't it they were acting yeah it like,
1: wasn't very funny
0: Oh, I liked
1: it uh, did you like it yeah uh it was quite yeah anyway maybe that I think maybe that is why maybe that was the episode maybe they were promoting that right. but anyway, I haven't listened to it yet, but he does have he does say funny things about his brother because i listened I've listened to a few of them now uh one of them was with gas Coombs at supercross, yeah, which is a band I used to love right when I was you know in euro ninety six obviously and uh and also I really love that first album my Shikoko it was when uh, me and my good wife first got together and then there's a song on it called Lenny and the album's called I Should Coco and then I only realised recently that, we'd had, that we loved that album when we were first dating and we got two kids one's called Coco and one's called Lenny fucking that's hell, weird yeah. isn't it yeah I I it wasn't conscious a conscious thing, thing but yeah. yeah maybe I should buy that on vinyl maybe that's yeah. a good excuse maybe, to spend maybe 20 quid
0: put the sleeve on the wall at least
1: yeah yeah, it's good Christ. sleeve as well Anyway, I was listening to Gaz Coombs' one, and Gary Kemp said to him, why didn't you have your brother in the band right from the beginning? Right. Right, because his brother joined the band in like the second album or third album, Gaz Coombs' one. And he went, Nah, well, he's a keyboardist. We didn't really have keyboards that much on the first album. And Gary Kemp went, oh, so it wasn't a case of like your mum coming to you and just going, oh, help our kid out, will you? I mean, he's got to do something. His life's (laughs) pathetic. Give him a job. And Gaz (laughs) Coombs just went, um, no. No, he's more music talented than me anyway. going, oh, no, no offence. The only reason I'm saying that is that that's what happened with Martin coming in Spandau Ballet. He went, my mum just literally begged me to give him something to do because he was Get such a wash-up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was fucking hell brutal. <laughs> he
0: did all right over it, though. Fucking hell.
1: Yeah. He's probably nice. got the amp because um, Martin Kemp is so handsome.
0: He's very beautiful, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. And he got the Murray um, Shirley. Shirley. From off of Pepsi and yeah. Shirley and wham.
1: Which, if you were a pop star in the eighties, if you were Martin Kemp in the eighties, you'd be, been sitting there round mm-hmm. about nineteen eighty-three. They were probably at their peak. Is that mm-hmm. right? I'd say, yeah. and he'd be, and he'd be thinking, "Well, I'm in the biggest band in the world, which they briefly were, weren't they?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "And I am easily the best-looking bloke in the band, so I am surveying the entire human race now and thinking, who is it <laughs> that I?" Yeah, the, the fanny tundra that I survey, and I am the fucking lead, I'm the king lion. I'm the godhead. <laughs> I'm the godhead, and I can have any fanny I want in the old world. And that was the position Martin Kemp was in in 1983, and he chose Shirley out uh, of Pepsi and Shirley, and hand on heart, uh, who among us would have made a different exactly, choice in 1983?
0: Exactly, but that gets back to Simon Le Bon, he chose La- Yasmin Le Bon, his wife out yeah. of a model directory. He's leafing <laughs> through a directory of models, and he went, he went, I'll have that one.
1: I'll have that one. Get yeah, on the he, blower.
0: He, 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 he saw it in a model directory catalogue, and he has to be introduced to her, and then he ended up married. Still the are. one
1: thing about this uh, thing is is that they're very, they're not toxic in a sort of blokey sort of yeah. way, but they're they're kind of quite old men. Right, yeah, Gary yeah, Kemp, Simon yeah. Le Bon, yeah. and so it's very much like when you're chatting to your dad or something, and they yeah. just blithely say things that you just think, "Oh, that's not acceptable now." Like my dad, if I'm with my dad and he's just talking, I don't notice. But if I'm with, the, if I'm there with my daughter, like every second thing my dad says, I'm looking across Policing. at her the whole time to see <laughs> yeah. what her response is going to yeah. be. But she gives him a free pass because she admitted to me, I give grandparents a free pass. Right. on so that are not parents. I don't, not parents. <laughs> she went, I know you think that's unfair, but that's just the way it is. But right.
0: That's how it is. You know, not everyone yeah. can keep up with the new the new way yeah. of thinking and what you're supposed to say and what you're not supposed to say. I feel sorry for all people sometimes because they're on eggshells sometimes.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've got no idea. And then they get upset because you have... Yeah. I mean, I had a go at my dad about something he said last year and I think he was upset, but I had to take him to task. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like she, she said, oh, that it's... It doesn't matter so much with my um, with my grandparents. I don't have to live with them. Or with it, pop stars. <laughs> she goes, with you, I have to live with you. But yeah, they were yeah. like, talking about um, D- uh, Spandau Ballet came up to Birmingham to do a gig when they were first getting big and they just wanted to meet Spandau Ballet and they ended up going out on the tap. Spandau Ballet showed them a good... Uh, Duran Duran. Yeah, Spandau Ballet came out. They met Duran, Duran Duran. Duran Duran took them out on the town, showed them a good time in Birmingham. And then Simon LeBon goes, Yes, and you all came back and stayed at Margaret's house, didn't you? Margaret. Right? And uh, Gary Kemp goes, I don't remember that. And he goes, Yes, you all came back and stayed at Margaret's. Margaret was the secretary of our managers, and she was a very lovely lady. And he's got, Gary Kemp just really cut. He goes, Yes, he goes, There's a tremendous piece of gossip about that, but I'll leave that there. <laughs> and Gary Kemp just kind of goes, all right, and then just goes, All right, and just kind of wants to move on. And he goes, Yeah. Anyway, he goes, Anyway, well, you know, did you always know what you're going to be goes, And so everyone just ignores the question. He goes, All I'll say is, everyone slept on the floor. At Margaret's, apart from one member of your band <laughs> who had sex with her,
0: <laughs> you're like,
1: you know, thinking, yeah. We get the fucking picture. Like we know what you're hinting at. Now you have to spell it out. And then Gary Kemp goes, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, fine." Anyway, um, so when you're writing lyrics, what you are, and then he carries on. He goes, "Yes." He goes, "But the thing is, you have to understand. In the early '80s, it, it was normal." And he goes, Gary Kim goes, what was? He goes, well, it was normal. I mean, if there was a group of five men, all single, and they were staying at a woman's house, and she was attractive, and she too was single, it was perfectly normal that one of the men would have sex with her. (laughs) And I'm like, this feels, what you just said on the one hand seems fine, but on the other hand, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable listening to this in (laughs) 2020.
0: Yeah, and he, he
1: just wanted to talk about. It's like he only wanted to talk about Fanny, yeah, or, or fighting David Bowie.
0: <laughs> it's that. It gets back to the thing I said though. They get to that stage of their life where it, shit doesn't matter so much. Their egos have been shed. The ego that totally, kind of kept yeah. them kept them up, up in the air for uh, the height of their popularity, and they kind of just they, they become normal fellas again, and yeah. they, they tell war stories. Yeah, I love it's really, that. I love it's really that great. That,
1: that's why I think I went, I mean, apart from the fact that I am, um, I mean, Le Bon's another local celebrity around Barnes, right? And I've yeah, told you could. this before, like, yeah. so I, in my mind, like with the Lineker situation, I genuinely hold this sort of, like, belief that I will ultimately become good mates with Simon Le Bon.
0: I think it's inevitable, yeah.
1: I really think if I met, I think, you know, if I met him, I back myself. I, I always back myself, mate. Yeah, you got to, to. sort of like be liked by spiest person.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you got.
1: You got to go into it. It's not. I'm not always liked. Some people hate me. Yeah. But the point is, going into a situation, you got back. You got back yourself to win, right? Yeah. And I think, why not? Why wouldn't he like old Sam? I'm no threat to him. I'm just I mean, a. I'm. I'm just a lad around town trying my best right in this world I'll
0: be be honest right I'll be honest I think the long term future of Top Flight Time Machine will see me slowly fading away and it'll be you and Simon LeBon. and you'll be me because you can do it face to face and it's always better to do a podcast face to face you can do it in the Vita modular, he'll pop round with a flask of tea three times a week or whatever and it'll be Simon Syme's Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash filings. Jalapeño.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass- so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows
1: full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: Jalapeño.
1: Well, we did an episode once about LeBon being at the local pub, the Sun Inn, in the morning. I yeah. think so, that was it. Someone got in touch, didn't they, and said they used to work behind the bar at Sun Inn, which is one of my local yeah. pubs. And uh, um, LeBon used to come in there with the papers on a Sunday yeah, morning, and we sort of speculated that he did it to sort of get out of Yasmin's way on a Sunday morning because well, that's she when did she did the all dinner.
0: the tidying. <laughs> <laughs> a bit like Prince William getting out of the house. Ah, oh, big fucking tidy Ramble. up
1: on Sundays, and I—I like, don't mind doing tidying. I don't mind, but I like doing it my own pace. Right I
0: do a little bit every day. she likes yeah. to do it all in one go, and, and she like keeps
1: that an eye and the thing that drives me mad the most is she comes and she inspects what I've done. She pretends she isn't, but I can see she's doing it, and then she'll redo stuff that drives me up the wall, so now I'm just like, I'm out to get the papers, and then I'll just stay out for a while and you know come it's back on the stage to now me. where
0: I don't go near the dishwasher. we've got a we've got a routine now, she loads it, I empty it. Because I, yeah. I I just load it you know willy nilly and I think it's all fine but she says no glasses and cups have to go at the top. Uh, drives has
1: to be, me round the
0: bend. Cutlery has to be sorted in the, the little compartments before uh, you wash, rather than I, I say it doesn't matter. You're either sorted it before place, or afterwards. She's like I I
1: right I had the other night I weren't that hungry I had I'd had a big lunch I'd been out for lunch with Nick Rhodes, and we'd had a big lunch right. <laughs> And, so I, and I'll just, say this,
0: I'll say this, that cunt can eat. He can, he can put He's it away. He's as thin as a rake, I, but that cunt I, can I, eat. I don't know where he puts it. He must have all our legs. Always <laughs> oh, been the same. He'll have a fucking dessert and then a cheese course. I says, Rhodes, your metabolism makes me fucking sick. I said, that.
1: And back in the 80s, he used to do the, the, he'd have like a tiramisu, then he'd have a cheese plate and then he'd be on the port and cigars, you know. And I'd go, Hey, this'll catch up with you when you're older. Twenty years later, he he'll, he was still doing it, and he was going,
0: "Well, it ain't caught up me yet, has it, Le your bon, You cunt!" <laughs> and I've always battled with me weight a little bit, cause I'm a big lad. You know, I've always had to watch what I eat. That cunt, he's got chocolate fondue in he's fucking dressing room every night.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable! I think you. Yeah. Oh, the other thing is about the Bonnies. <laughs> they all were. They all in the band. They all call him Charlie. <laughs> None of them call him Simon. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his real name is Charlie. You can't believe his real name's Simon LeBon, surely. It's but, brilliant. But he um, he keeps telling anecdotes, and when, when he's talking about doing a sort of an act of them in the studio, he'll go, oh, yeah, and then Nick will go, right, we've done yeah. the melody, Charlie. You've just got to write some lyrics now, right? Oh. just blithely refers to himself as, as so, Charlie well, all I've the I've just way had a drink. quick
0: look. Simon John Charles Le Bon, so there you go. Yeah. So yeah, his real name names. is Le Bon. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: What a fucking great superstar name. It says, it says name.
0: on Wikipedia other names Charlie. So he, Yeah, well renowned as being known as Charlie. Fucking <laughs> great. Great character Simon Lebon. Absolutely. <sighs> Listen brilliant. to that. I think yeah. you'll
1: enjoy that. Um, I will do.
0: I will do definitely.
1: Mate, before right we came over I was chasing an I was chasing an unpaid invoice. Yeah. Now you 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 said to me, like I was, you know, I was, I was thought, I've got to fire this off because it was one of those ones that you know anyone who's who's ever been freelancing in capacity they'll know this one. It was overdue already. I was chasing it last week, being very polite to a nice woman in the office because you're never dealing directly with their accounts cunts. They fucking mm. hide, don't they? Mm. So you have to deal with some other poor fucker. You know, it's not their fault. And she said it will be going out on the next. What do they call it? Payroll or payment? Fucking. Something. PM they have a cycle. special day. Is it fucking special or day. something like that? this year? Do you know what? Fuck your special day. That sounds to me like I'm having to fit in with your fucking ad, your arbitrary admin fucking policies that you do for your own convenience. Well, the time for your own convenience is gone. Now I want my money now. Yeah. do do not do it till Friday. You're telling me you can't log onto your fucking bank and do a payment now? Anyway, she said it was coming on Friday. Of course it fucking didn't, right? The telltale word in the email is this, Andy. It should be in on Friday. Should be, eh? Well, you know what that fucking means. So now I've gone up a level. I've gone to the boss. The boss of the company who hired me in the first place. I said, look, you fucking hired me. This is late. Get me paid, right? Um, (laughs) It's really out of order, and it's so commonplace. I know there'll be loads of people listening to this. It's like people wait months, and so many people now are self-employed. And luckily, as, as you were saying before we came in there... I don't have to do it much anymore because we make our money through this and there's no, there's no invoicing for the Patreons. They just pay us, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so that's, that. you know, it's something I don't have to do as much, but it's infuriating. And one of the things that's infuriating about it is, is that, I mean, I don't feel like this anymore, but when I was younger, I used to almost, there was a way that it almost made you feel like the cheap one or the difficult one for chasing yeah. money for work that you had done. Yeah. And my mate wrote a piece about it recently. My mate, you know, Phil Hilton, he does that thing, Assembly, with Danny Wallace. And he wrote a piece yeah. about it in which he said, your, your mate, your, when you're chasing an invoice, you almost sometimes are made to feel like the, the guy at a restaurant when you're splitting the bill who starts protesting that he didn't have a dessert. Yeah. Like, it yeah. almost makes you feel like you're being petty and, and a little bit desperate. Do you know totally. what I mean?
0: Yeah, and when totally. I was
1: younger, as a freelancer, I used to feel like that all the time because I used to always do this whole... It doesn't really matter, of course, routine, but it would be nice if I could get paid. It's not a big deal. Whereas now I'm older and I've got no problem at all with saying to people, Oi, I fucking need that money to pay my mortgage, you cunts, and get yeah. it paid, right? Um, anyway, you're a good person to ask about this because I once saw an invoice from the desk of Andy Dawson on your embossed, very thick... Uh, expensive letterhead that you use, yeah. right? And it was from the desk of Andy Dawson. I think it was something we were invoicing, maybe it was one of our live shows or something. And I can't remember the wording, but I remember being blown away by how forthright and on the front foot your invoice wording is. <laughs> and I thought about that, because it was more like, you know how we always say first day in prison, you've got to go in and spark out the hardest yeah, cunt straight yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. what your invoice was like. <clears throat> I hold remember on, being taken on, on. aback. I'll, I'll okay. just clear
0: my throat. <clears> throat> okay, yeah. <clears> throat> Payment is due within 30 days. We understand and will exercise our statutory right to interest and compensation for debt recovery costs under the late payment legislation if we are not paid according to agreed credit terms. Yes. Bang! There it is.
1: Have that. And let me tell you, that is the invoice that goes in first. Now, this is the sort of shit that a lot of people, including myself, would follow up with after you've already been waiting and it's gone past the due date. That's not the Dawson way. The Dawson way is... I know what you're gonna fucking try. (laughs) I'm gonna assume up front you're fucking dodgy, right? And you're gonna fucking try and get away with it because most people do. Well, let me tell you right from the get go, there'll be fucking trouble for you if you don't pay me now. And that is how it has to be done. Uh That's how it has to be done. That's
0: what. And I bet you do
1: put. I bet you do put the willies up, people, when you send invoices in like that.
0: I've got no idea if I do or not but I, I just I've had problems in the past and I just i researched that that is a, 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 a given a, a, you know a, a recognised piece of wording that you're supposed to put on there to just mm. like you say maybe just put the shit up them a bit but I, I used to have trouble I used to work for do you remember Front Magazine yeah which was kind of like third division
1: it, no but it was it was really good like uh, not yeah. when it launched but then it became really yeah. good after it had when been I was out for a few for years it, it, was, it was really yeah. funny
0: Yeah. Um, so I used to work for them and it had a variety of different owners it was being passed from company to company at one point Kelvin fucking Kenzie from The Sun owned it and I'm proud to say I I worked for them freelance but I worked for them during Kelvin McKenzie's reign when he lost 1.5 million of his personal pounds on Mm. the company that owned Front Magazine and he made a huge huge personal loss which I'm delighted to have contributed towards Um, But, yeah, there there were times when, month to month, I would be um, invoicing front, and then I'd be, as well as invoicing for the month I'd done, I would be also uh, sending them threatening legal letters regarding uh, small claims court and stuff like that for invoices from, like, six months prior because this money just wasn't coming. And,
1: And the thing is, what I think is, even with big companies, funnily enough, as I've been saying this, my phone was ringing and it was one of the women is one of the people that I've been chasing so she's obviously had the wind put up now. but I feel bad for her because it's not her personal fault yeah. do you know what I mean but the companies I've always thought this even when I was I was younger and I used to always invoice like magazine publishers and stuff and they'd take forever I think it's part of the company policy to manage cash flow is to keep people waiting on payments freelancers yeah. because and I, so I don't think this is it's always put down to errors oh it got lost or there was a detail incorrect. these days everything's been automated right tech has solved all of the admin problems of business we know invoices you use apps like fucking zero or whatever accounting mm. the complexities of accounting have been totally streamlined everything is automated mm. but one thing that isn't automated is paying people paying freelance yeah. contributors right but they're there's no way that that sort of technology cannot be created. It's fucking simple. The thing is, it must exist, but people don't want to use it because people because don't, don't want to automate payments because they like to have they like to cover their asses on cash flow. And the people who allow them to do that are the fucking self-employed, struggling freelancers. Cause, cause, like, well, we'll, we'll keep those cunts waiting. And that way, we keep cashing the bank for any emergencies. It makes and, me and sick. And it's a
0: psychological thing as well, because the freelancers always—they always think, "Oh, I, I don't want to kick up a fuss because then I don't they might not—they the might not—they might not commission me again." Yeah. So yeah, well, you know, now it's that, shit. That, like, the thing
1: about me and you is, we're like Gary Kemp and Simon LeBon. We've yeah. been there and done that. We're now yeah. we're past giving a fuck, and that's why we're at our most dangerous. <laughs> we don't care. We will burn any. We will and have. Burn any fucking bridge left to us. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't give a shit because we've got each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll burn it. I'll burn any fucking bridge, and I'll relish <laughs> doing it.
0: We've got each other, and you've probably got Simon Laban at some point in the future. I think I have.
1: I have burned even before Top Flight Time Machine. Now I was a. I was. I've always been a bridge burner. Feels good. I like to go out in style. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't like yeah. to kind of go out with a whimper. Look, it was really nice working with you. Perhaps we could
0: collaborate again. <laughs> if it's a shit bridge burn it mate don't worry about that
1: I quit a job on a magazine once and I gave a speech to the team um, to Mm. announce the fact that I I was leaving and I said and I concluded it with the line I just want to say this isn't goodbye this is more a case of I will never fucking see any of you again
0: (laughs) (laughs) brilliant I mean I, I walked out on a job I had at Director of Inquiries yeah. in, uh, in the year 2000 so I mean that, that bridge is burned I reckon I 192, 19, 19 yeah. fuck off more like 19 life. fuck you more like <laughs> 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 but uh, just before we go Wembley Wembley was brilliant yeah. it was an absolutely fucking amazing weekend I love incredible
1: it. atmosphere and in um, TV I'll,
0: I'll run through the logistics of, of how I got there and everything because I know I said I oh, would yeah yeah, um, I didn't go down from the Northeast on the train. I didn't want to be on a packed train full of fans,
1: it's a long breathing journey. everywhere, and being yeah. pissed
0: up and larry. So me and the boy we drove down to Newark Northgate, which yeah. is about two two hours, fifteen minutes down the A1, parked up there, got on the train, first class, which was cheaper than a standard ticket from the Northeast would have been. There was five people in the carriage. This is early Friday evening. I so it was a been,
1: different line to the one that went well, out Sunderland. This Sunderland.
0: this was what I did. I made sure I researched where the train had come from, and this yeah. one had come from Harrogate. Love it. So if I'd, I I could have got one that would, had, had come from the north-east, I would have just been getting on to uh, the train. Just as they were off. hitting peak pissness as well. To, to, exactly. would worse. To Party Central. <laughs> but yeah. no, no, I did my research. I knew it would be a quiet train. Got on, and I think there was dry train rules as well on quite a lot of the ones coming down. I don't think they were adhered to, but you know, so we're sitting there, I'm sitting there with my Kansas Stella, three other people in the carriage, uh, and we got down, we went straight to Trafalgar Square, which was amazing, but it's only amazing for about 15 minutes.
1: <laughs>
0: nothing, nothing happens. Let's be honest.
1: Oh, it, it, that was like when I was in the square in Frankfurt, it was amazing. Yeah. But then I thought it was from, I mean, you, you'd probably had a few beers anyway. I thought, oh, this is the benefit of sobriety is that you know when something stops being amazing. Because yeah. I was like, "This is amazing!" Right now, it's not. I'm going for a no, lie no, down. It's just, the, it's yeah. just the
0: sim. Yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was exactly that. Yeah so then we fucked off um, the fucking Met were hanging around Trafalgar Square obviously they had to be there mm. the atmosphere was just so celebratory and joyous there yeah. was never ever going to be any grief whatsoever nah um, because it was just Sunderland fans there wasn't any fans from any other club or anything like yeah. that it was just celebratory and the fucking Met are going around with their big clear plastic bags confiscating cans of booze off people Fuck on him, the man. fringes of Trafalgar Square they weren't going into into the nah. throng No, nah. and taking people's booze off them in the big crowd they were just the, the ones who yeah. were on the outside which is where I was just having a yeah. look Did they, they take were the your ones were getting, took my can off me yeah cunts yeah I
1: bet you didn't take that lying down
0: well well, I'm not going to fuck with the Met I'm, I'm just one man the, yeah. the words the words they used were drink it or lose it I thought oh big talk I thought you <laughs> fucking you <laughs> fucking that
1: happened to us at Reading train station once right <laughs> and we were just like they said you're not allowed into the town centre uh, with those beers. And we went, Wow, well, where does the town centre, where's the town centre, Count as, And they said, well, basically, begin? when you step over the line off of the platform, we count as the town centre. So we were right. like, fine, OK. And it was, it was such a lamp move. We stepped back onto the platform, opened all the beers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and downed them all really quickly in front of these police who just yeah. looked at us like, I mean, we were, you know, kids, teenagers, whatever. They slipped us like, fucking idiots. And we went, there yeah. you go. And I remember saying to the policeman, well, that's good policing because now we're more drunk than we would have been <laughs> and we're going into the town centre <laughs> extremely drunk. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and we'll probably need the toilet as well. I'll probably wee behind the bin a bin now. <laughs> and it'll be your fault because you made me binge drink. So yeah, drink it or lose it. So I fucking drank it. I drank as much of it as I could fucking get down my neck in one go, and then give them the rest of the can. So that was just that was just fucking cunty. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. no fucking need. What they could have done, they could have had a lot of really goodwill by going into the crowd and just saying, "Chuck your empties in there." Yeah, you know what I mean. But no, fuck. They didn't.
1: They don't. They don't know how to fucking handle stuff, do they?
0: Fucking humanity. Um, so that that was shitty, but uh, and uh, and then obviously it's impossible like, to drink around Wembley now because street drinking's been outlawed around the stadium.
1: It's really, um, it's fucking mad. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, they fucking clamp down on that now. So we were in the Premier Inn, which is just directly across the road from Wembley because I booked that months ago because you can cancel it up till the day before. Again, more logistics. Um, and the bar for the Premier Inn wasn't going to be open until 1pm which which again was another cunty move they could have fucking made loads of money because they have someone on the door to stop anybody from getting into the Premier Inn it's got to be guests only you've got to flash your key card to, mm. uh, to get in if you've gone out for a stroll so it, it was dead quiet in there so we needed somewhere to drink um, and you know the London designer outlet that's no. across the road from Wembley? It's like this fucking b- bunch of shops, restaurants upstairs, Sam, Nando's, yeah. <clears throat> Frankie and Benny's. Oh, and, nice. Uh, all of that. So we were up there uh, for a Nando's, which was basically fucking halloumi fries and four bottles of beer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, it sounds superb, mate. Absolutely it was great, great. It was a
0: great weekend. The funniest bit was when I was queuing for breakfast in the Premier Inn on Saturday morning. And it was full of Sunderland fans. Uh and there was a Sunderland fan in front and the uh the, the waiter at the restaurant was taking people's uh, room numbers to make sure they were on the list they paid for their breakfast and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So he says to the fella, uh, what room number, sir? He says, uh four one two. And uh I says, uh yes, there you are, four one two. Um any food allergies? No, not for me, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's
0: been offered them
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah you're alright I'm from Sunderland <laughs> I'm
0: just, <laughs> any food allergies not for me
1: thanks <laughs> fucking hell
0: <laughs> so brilliant week Endo. I hope it came across good on the telly it, no it came um, across
1: brilliant on telly it was um, and it was a very deserved win and I think, you know, good times ahead for Sunday. It's actually been a good season for both our clubs. Yeah, I has, mean, it's ended better for yours than it did for ours, so we didn't win, fuck all. And actually, we collapsed in the second half of the season, really, if you look at our results. But, nevertheless, yeah. there's been really good, enjoyable moments for both clubs. Yeah, uh, been, when we started this fun. podcast, it was pretty much non-stop misery for both of our clubs. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. The, uh, it's good and the future's bright. Hopefully. Uh, one, one last thing, we haven't really had time for it, so I might write something about it. But uh, over the weekend, I was just thinking about how amazing buttons are. Not buttons, buttons. like on a coat, but the buttons yeah. that you push, right? And All I was right, thinking, yeah. they're like oh, yeah. the best things, aren't they? Because I, yeah. like, I was thinking of buttons for a lift. Like, oh, I'm going to get that lift. And yeah, and like you push a button and you like, you feel really powerful somehow. Yeah. But do you remember how when you were a kid, like my kids, if we got in a lift... Someone had to push the button, and when, when mm. they're really little, like really little, you get I'd like hold them in a the lift, and you'd go, "Do you want to push the button? Push the one with yeah. the number one on it. No, not that one. That one." And they'd push it, and they'd feel like a million dollars, right?
0: And, and uh, traffic lights crossings as well. Yeah, where you get that's press the other great there. one.
1: And yeah, and and the my kids, the, the whole,
0: second... whole cult of touchscreens has kind yeah, of taken it's up, ruined hasn't
1: it? it. My yeah. my when the second kid comes along you both get in the lift and the fucking rouse they have over who gets to push the button oh, are like God unbelievable. Enough. Like they rip each other's fucking eyes out. Yeah. I'm fucking pushing it. You pushed it last time you come. I'm fucking, get out of the way. I'm fucking pushing that. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're like, that is like, that is how intoxicating pushing a button is. And I was thinking, it's almost like, it is. it's the most powerful human urge is to push mm. a it's button. It's control. It's control. It's power. It just feels great, doesn't it? And you don't get them anymore. But talking about pushing the ones at traffic lights, that's a classic Lampard, is that on more than one occasion when I was a kid, you know when you're a kid and you're just going about your business and there's always some fucking Lampard adult who I swear goes out looking to fucking reprimand kids. Do you like Hmm. that character that Viz had, Meddlesome Ratbag, right? And it's just sort of like, just someone who's like, I'm going to go and fuck fucking kids, I hate them. I'm going to look for them, and I'm going to and whatever you did when you're out on the streets, they'd be like, yo, you know, there's always be some concern, you're not supposed to be doing that, right? Yeah. And I was just fucking pushing the, the. I was on my own, so I couldn't have been that young, and I was pushing the button. But what I liked is when I'm waiting for the green man, I push it loads of times only because it's yeah. free. Yeah, free. I mean, pushing. I wasn't a taxpayer, but my parents were, so I. Yeah. Why well, we pay for this? I'm going to fucking and I'm bored. You know, I'm waiting for the man turn green. I'm fucking bored shitless, so I'm going to just fucking get my money's worth. So I'm going push, 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 push. Because also, you think it might speed up the the green man appearing, right?
0: And you know, you're not hurting anyone. It's not. It's it's not like it it stacks up lots of you know future green men like a jukebox. This
1: fucking cunt comes up to me and goes, "Once is enough." I said, "What? Once is enough? You'll break it." and I was like Ooh. and when you're a kid you sort of shit yourself but you're like Ooh, sorry like that
0: you break it
1: I'm not gonna fucking break it or malfunction the traffic light system so all the there's cars start crashing robust. into each other
0: there's nothing more robust than a traffic light button
1: ridiculous I've got angry now thinking about that cunt and that happened more than once people cut. going like, yeah. I swear there's fucking adults who hang around their fucking traffic lights thinking I'll get some kid for over pressing the button but anyway buttons are great Get in touch. Tell us what your favourite buttons are. I told you two: <laughs> a lift, a lift, and the crossing. The, le- the, the 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 what do you call them? Not zebra crossings. What do you call a normal? Is that a pelican crossing? Uh,
0: yeah, I think that's what they're called. Yeah,
1: they're two great buttons. But I might have forgot. Oh, and also, if you ever go to the Science Museum in London, yeah. the reason that every kid, most kids, let's be honest, they hate museums. Your parents hate museums, but really think fucking museums are shit. I'm really yeah. bored. I'm like the gift shop. Apart from the science museum, why did every kid want to go to science museum? Because it's got fucking buttons,
0: mate. Loads of push, buttons, push, push, uh... push, 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 push. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Let's hear it for buttons.
0: And feel free to write something for the IFS Turbo because yeah, that's well. bonus content if you want to subscribe to that. Um, very quickly, predictions league. Um, oh no! Yeah, it was as expected. Really, was it, was it a bloodbath? Ah. Huh?
1: Was it a bloodbath? You didn't nah, win even more. No, you,
0: you, you did your best on the last day. You got six. Mm-hmm. I got seven. Uh, results Bot got ten. Results points. Bot finished just three points behind you in the yeah, end. Yeah, well, zone.
1: we're thinking of replacing Results Bot with Lil well, sure for next are. season. With Lil, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, whatever, 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. She's Scottish, isn't she? 1-0. So that's not right. one nil. 1-0. Uh, so it finished 136th of May 119th EU 116th in the result spot and that's the end of the prediction leg for this season and that's the end of this episode and we'll be back throughout the week um, good time to announce that history box for the IFS subscribers tomorrow is going to be Elvis Presley meets Richard Nixon Woohoo. so something to look forward to there that's coming out tomorrow thank you very much and goodbye goodbye